pro-life father is arrested in front of his kids by heavily armed federal agents. More pride events are popping up for all ages across the country. The predicted partisan violence has already begun after Biden's divisive speech, and now the federal government has taken steps to ensure that child mutilation remains legal and encouraged in all 50 states. I'm your host, Zach, and this is Zach's Fact Shack. Hello and welcome back to Zach's Fact Shack. We have a lot to cover today and a lot of big things to to go over. But before we get there, remember to like and subscribe and to comment on the YouTube video that you're watching right now. That is the best way to let people know that how to find the video. It works with the algorithm. It makes everybody happy. It's really easy. It's just done there. Go ahead and click like. Yep, really easy. Subscribe and hit that notification bell so that you don't miss a single video. And there are more videos coming out more rapidly than ever. If you're also just listening to the audio version of this podcast, that's totally fine. I understand. I love to listen to podcasts while I'm on the on the road, driving, wherever I'm going. It's the best way for me to stay focused, I guess, uh, and to remove the uh, boredom of the road. Well, if you're on pod, if you're listening to audio, you can still find us on audio. You can go to zaxfactshack.com to find a link to your favorite location. That is Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all of the best places to find an audio podcast. That's where you'll be able to find us. Now, let's go ahead and get started. So today's first story that we're going to talk about, I want to discuss kind of a sad story and a little bit of a worrying story that's coming up out of kind of, let me, let me explain what's happening. So a pro-life man who is Catholic, uh, I believe in Pennsylvania, um, what he normally does is every, I believe every Wednesday, he goes to Philadelphia, usually with his oldest son, who is 12, uh, and they basically pray. Uh, they speak with people that are going into abortion clinics. They give uh, free ki- uh, counseling. Uh, if you know, it's like, Hey, what if, what if we gave you a pro-life option, maybe adoption instead of abortion? These are things that have gone on for decades out in front of um, abortion clinics because people who are pro-life believe that this is murder. And, and I am one of those people. I believe that abortion is murder. So it would it would absolutely make sense as to why the this person uh, decided, and his name is Mark Hoke, decided that he needed to do this to to go and to give options for mothers, expectant mothers, to avoid abortion, to avoid killing an innocent person. <clears throat> So what what is what is the story what is so interesting about this like, again this happens all the time so what makes this story so different well apparently let's go ahead and read the information and and, and I'll explain what's going on this is from the New York Post uh Pennsylvania pro-life activists arrested by FBI and charged with assaulting a clinic escort 
A Catholic pro-life activist was arrested Friday at his rural Pennsylvania home and charged with physically assaulting a Planned Parenthood clinic escort last year. Mark Hoke, 48, of I have Kentnersville, Kentnersville, Pennsylvania. That's my best 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 guess. And it is co-founder and president of the Kingsmen, a Catholic ministry that aims to spiritually mentor young Catholic men. Hoke's wife, Ryan Marie told Catholic News Agency that a SWAT team of about 25 came to my house with about 15 vehicles and started pounding on our door. They said they were going to break it in if he didn't open it. And then they said about, then they had about five guns pointed at my husband and myself and basically at my kids. A spokesperson with the Philadelphia office of the FBI pushed back against the SWAT team claim, telling Fox News Digital, the, the, there are inaccurate claims being made regarding the arrest of Mark Hoke. No SWAT team or SWAT operators were involved. FBI agents knocked on Mr. Hoke's front door, identified themselves as FBI agents, and asked him to exit the residence. He did so and was taken into custody without incident pursuant to an indictment. The spokesperson did not respond to a follow-up question from Fox News Digital regarding the accuracy of the report that up to 25 agents were involved in the arrest. U.S. Attorney Jacqueline C. Romero announced Friday that Hoke had been charged by indictment with violation of the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. FACE Act. The law makes it a federal crime to use force with the intent to injure, intimidate, and interfere with anyone because that person is a provider of reproductive health care. Prosecutors say Hoke assaulted a 72-year-old man identified in the indictment as BL outside the Planned Parenthood, Elizabeth Black Health Center in Philadelphia on October 13, 2021. According to a Justice Department press release, BL was attempting to escort two patients exiting the clinic when the defendant forcefully shoved BL to the ground. In a second incident, Hoke is accused of verbally confronting BL and forcefully shoving him to the ground outside the Planned Parenthood Center, causing injuries that required medical attention. Assault is always a serious offense, and under the FACE Act, if the victim is targeted because of their association with a reproductive health care clinic, it is a federal crime, Romero said. Our office and the Department of Justice are committed to prosecuting crimes with which threaten the safety and rights of all individuals. Put simply, violence is never the answer, said Jacqueline McGuire, who is special agent in charge of the FBI's Philadelphia division. Violating the FACE Act by committing a physical assault is a serious crime for which the FBI will work to hold offenders accountable. Hoke's wife told the website LifeSite News that her husband drove two hours south every Wednesday to speak outside of abortion clinics for six to eight hours at a time and at times would bring their 12-year-old son. She contended, with, she contended that her husband had shoved a man who had gotten into the personal space of her son and said obscene things about Hoke. She told the outlet that, that the man tried to sue her husband, but the district court in Philadelphia threw out the case earlier this summer and it was picked up again by Merrick Garland's Department of Justice. Fox News reached out to the DOJ for for comment. If convicted, Hoke faces a maximum sentence of 11 years in prison, three years of supervised release, and fines of up to $350,000 of uh, online court records do not list an attorney who could speak on Hoke's behalf. So, Let's go back over. What did, what, did we, what did we just read? There was a lot in there. So, Hoke is a, 
pro-life activist and a man who's, who is in charge of a ministry to help other Catholic men to basically grow up, to mature, to be godly men, to, to be good men of society. That's what, that's what the whole ministry is for. But on Wednesdays, he goes to Philadelphia and basically stands in front of abortion clinics and preaches, speaks, prays for, speaks with, and otherwise doesn't seem to interfere with the function of the abortion clinic, which is the law, and but simply gives an alternative view of saving the life of the child. Now, many people would argue that this is wrong, that it is abusive, that it's intimidating, and that it, it scares women off, and they're not... If you believe that this is murder, can you honestly say that this is wrong? I do not think you can. And since I believe it's murder, I will not say it is wrong. I have often told you that I am not unbiased, and I will let you know my biases. I am pro-life. I believe that all people have the right to live. They have the right to life. They do not have the right. You do not have the right to take an innocent person's life from them. And this child is the most innocent of all because they have committed no actions at all to deserve death. Now, the conflicting stories here that we have right now is that the FBI, the federal government, claims that on two incidences that the subject, Hoke, uh, pushed an elderly escort from the cl- uh, in front of the clinic who was escorting women out of the clinic or to the clinic, pushed this person and caused injuries that needed medical attention. Now, we know of at least one event that was corroborated by Mark Hoke's wife. And the story that they're giving is that the man not only did, wasn't escorting anyone, maybe he had escorted, but he wasn't at the time because he was standing in the face of a 12-year-old screaming obscenities and vulgar language about his father. Now, I don't know about you, but if my child was being threatened like that, and I will say threatened because if this story is true, that this is what happened, that would be a threat. Someone was in your personal space screaming at you that's physically threatening you, threatening you. Uh, especially if you're an adult and this is a 12-year-old child, right? Now, I understand that this is a 70-something-year-old adult, but still, it's an adult. And most kids are taught that you respect adults and that adults have authority. So this is absolutely intimidation at the very least. Now, the father, I could see absolutely stepping in between the son and this man who is shouting obscenities at the child. I do not know if that's what what happened or if he genuinely did just shove him into the onto the ground. I don't know. There's no video evidence. There this is it's all going to trial. But what I do know is this. There wasn't even enough evidence to civilly sue the guy. And what I mean by that is that civil lawsuits lawsuits for money, not so so suits for money and not for criminal charges are relatively and notoriously easy to win compared to a criminal trial, meaning that it takes a lot less evidence to say, yeah, you 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 should pay money. Yep, you, you probably did this, than it does to say that you broke a law. And they didn't even have enough evidence to say that he should be sued 
the entire case was thrown out and dismissed by the judge. So what am I missing? If the, if the case didn't have enough evidence to even get money out of, money, again, a super-duper low threshold is used in civil lawsuits as compared to criminal cases. The civil lawsuit didn't have enough evidence to meet that threshold and was thrown out. So what evidence is there now that we've missed, that we've not been told about, that warrants this arrest? Now, whether or not it warrants the arrest, what I want to know is what evidence is warranting the use of 25 to 30 heavily armed federal agents bashing on the door at seven in the morning, scaring the bejeebas out of people, terrorizing the kids, the seven kids, of which in another story, you hear that they actually did note that they said, hey, look, I'm opening the door, but my kids are here. I need you. You're, you're, you're freaking them out. Please, just, I'm opening the door. That's what they said that happened. They opened the door. They would not give them the warrant for the arrest. They said, we're taking you with or without a warrant. The mother argued and said, that's kidnapping. You can't do that. So then they waited while someone went out to the car to get the warrant and show it to them. When they showed the warrant, they then, uh, the, the husband asked that the wife go up and get his shoes and a coat and things like that to prepare him to go outside. Well, guess what? Before she could get back, they had already taken him to the car and locked him in. Now, I do not know because it does not say in the story as to whether she was able to give him those items or not, but they drove off soon after. What we know is this. This man, who doesn't seem to have any other criminal background that we're aware of, this is the first offense ever of this taking place. A district court already threw the case out and said that this is not a thing. There's nothing here. Go away. Now the federal government, as soon as that case was thrown out, for lack of evidence, the federal government takes up this case and to prosecute this man. Now, this man may be guilty. I'm not saying he's not. I don't have that evidence yet. But what I can say is that this is absolutely evidence of selective prosecution because this man who again has done nothing that I can see that is at the very least, nothing that is warranting this kind of reaction. I I can't see how this is, how this is warranted. I don't see how this is okay. In fact, uh, Senator Josh Hawley uh, has written a letter to the DOJ demanding explanation for what has happened and why this is the this is being done. What we know is that it's very, very unusual for this many heavily armed officers to raid a house for something so minor as this. And I do mean minor. It is a minor crime that he's ta- that he's that he is being accused of. So much to the point that the wife said that once the officers read the 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 the, the, the warrant the, the the accused charged crimes, 
that they changed their demeanor as though they felt ashamed of how they had acted. Now, again, I don't know that that's what, took, that, that, that's what happened. I don't know that. But until we have evidence otherwise, I mean, they're the, these are the only people that were there. The government refuses to deny that there were 25 to 30 officers there, heavily armed, and going after them. Now, they said that it wasn't SWAT team, and that's fine. You can be not SWAT and still be heavily armed and still have 25 to 30 people. These are things that can, still, can be both true at the same time. Now, what else do we know? Well, not much. This is a story that we're going to have to st- pay close attention to to see where we go from here because, honestly, I don't know that – I don't know how well this is going to end for anybody. I do think that this is a very, very dangerous precedent to set, um, that it's okay to go after people with small armies uh, for small crimes and yet not doing anything about the major crimes that are taking place all over the country. We've all seen the crime rate rising. We've all seen the absolute terror that is these major cities. And yet there are no federal investigations into that. That's not taking place. They're not prosecuting many, many crimes that we've seen that we there's evidence of. They're not prosecuting it. And yet they're prosecuting this man. Again, the evidence may be there. And if it is, I will be the first to tell you as soon as I find out. But this is this is this is a very startling, if nothing else, very startling development that's taking place. Now, I've talked about the culture war, of which we're in the middle of one and it's heating up. We're going after religious men who simply want to protect the innocent's life from being ended. Uh, we're going after families. We are going after children. Uh, all of these things are taking place in, in, in this, this culture war. The, the left would have you say that the far right are extremists who are trying to harm children, who are trying to uh, d- damage children. And that I just don't see evidence of that. And here's why I say that. Beside me, if you're watching the video, you'll see footage of another pride event that took place in Chattanooga that is absolutely terrifying. This was an all ages event, all ages. Let me describe to you, for those of you not watching, and I would encourage you to go find this on YouTube and to watch this segment because you have to see it to understand it. So this is another drag show for all ages, of which the right has been very, very vocal in saying that this is wrong, that this is sexualizing children. And the left has said that it's not. Now, on this you see, to the right, you'll see a man dressed as a woman, spreading his legs in front of children in a manner that is, there's no other way to describe it than it's a sexual, sexually provocative stance. Do people dance like this all the time? Yeah, they do. Do they do it in front of children in these, these clothes? No, they don't. Because it's illegal. It's indecent behavior. Indecent exposure in front of minors. 
But on the left is where uh, the, the, there's a footage that it's on loop right now that is incredibly horrifying. There is a man, again, dressed as a woman in this drag show as a mermaid, as a female mermaid. He has a girl, maybe three or four, rubbing his crotch. Now, you watch the video. The child is obviously fascinated with the sequence of his mermaid outfit. But any adult would have moved the child's hand. Any respectful, respectable, decent human being would have said, no, don't touch that. Because it's wrong to have a minor rubbing your crotch. Look at this. If it, You cannot tell me that that is not wrong. We are in the middle of a culture war. We are in the middle of a war for right and wrong. So far, it has not turned violent as far as I can tell. But it is a war nonetheless. This is a war of ideals, a war of thoughts, a war of beliefs. This is a war that I am afraid we are losing. And here's why. Remember the story that I told you last week about Vanderbilt and the mutilation that they were proudly doing in the name of profit to minors, to people as young as 13? where they are surgically removing the breasts of teenage girls, where they are surgically removing the penises of teenage boys. Again, I, I, I have gone over the damage that this is and does to people. The fact that for the rest of this person's life that has had this bottom surgery, that they will live in a life of pain and misery and in repeated infections. They will constantly need to insert objects into this fake canal that has been created by the inverse structure of the penis to keep the skin from sealing itself because the body knows that it is a gaping wound that needs to be healed. We're mutilating people in the name of inclusivity. Well, now we're in trouble because guess what? The federal government has decided that they're going to step in to this because there's actually been a lot of traction from the political right, winning people's hearts and minds on this understanding of reality, that you should not mutilate children. 
How is, how is this not obvious to everyone? How is this not clear that we do not mutilate children? That is not a thing we do. Let me read to you what the Department of Health and Human Services says about all of this. HHS Notice and Guidance on Gender-Affirming Care, Civil Rights, and Patients' Privacy. The Department of Health and Human Services stands with transgender and gender nonconforming youth and their families and in the and the significant majority of expert medical associations in unequivocally stating that gender affirming care for minors when medically appropriate and necessary improves their physical and mental health. Attempts to restrict, challenge, or falsely characterize this potentially life-saving care as abuse is dangerous. Such attempts block parents from making critical healthcare decisions for their children, create a chilling effect on healthcare providers who are necessary to provide care for these youth, and ultimately negatively impact the health and well-being of transgender and gender nonconforming youth. The HHS Office of Civil Rights will continue working to ensure that transgender and gender nonconforming youth are able to access health care free from the burden of discrimination. HHS understands that many families and health care providers are facing fear and concerns about attempts to portray gender-affirming care as abuse. To help these families and provide... Uh, and providers navigate those concerns, HHS is providing additional information on federal civil rights protections and federal health privacy laws that apply to gender-affirming care. As a law enforcement agency, OCR is investigating and, where appropriate, enforcing Section 1557 of the Affordable Care Act cases involving discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity in accordance with all applicable law. This means that if people believe they have been discriminated against in a health program or activity that receives financial assistances from HHS, they can file a complaint. So, what does this mean? Well, this means that the federal government is now going to prosecute those people who are attempting to keep children from being butchered. The federal government is going to ensure that for-profit, money-grubbing, greedy hospitals that have done this solely to make money by the millions the federal government is going to ensure that those people have the ability to continue to butcher children. Now, I've already said that if you're an adult and you want to mutilate your body, so be it. I think you're crazy, but you can do it. I understand that people are suffering with enormous fear and confusion and doubts due to gender dysphoria due to the break from reality of what their body is versus what their mind wants it to be. I understand that this fear and confusion is great. But what I also understand is that electing to mutilate your body is insane. 
There is no medical reason to do it. And people will say, well, all the studies say that it saves lives. No, they don't. In all cases where the ability to get hormone replacement or surgery was restricted versus whenever it was less restricted, suicide rates in the transgender community went up when it became less restricted, easier to access. We showed a video clip of a woman who had been told that she could she should trans she should transition into being a man and that she should be mutilated and she should have her breasts removed and she should have a phalioplasty where they carve the skin from your arms and your legs and they try to make a fake non-functioning penis. She was told that this was the best thing for her. This was the only option or she would commit suicide. She was told that there was no hope outside of this mutilation of her body. And she realized, she realized that it was all a lie. That there was no hope in the mutilation of her body. It was never going to make her feel more like a a man or more like a woman. It was never going to do anything except mutilate her for the profit of the hospital and the doctors she went to. I know right now that the right is the political right, the conservative right, is pushing to make these surgeries illegal. And someone smarter than me is going to have to put to words how to make it illegal without harming the people who genuinely do need these surgeries. And what I mean by that is this. Teenage girls do not generally need to have their breasts removed. But teenage girls who have breast cancer Sometimes do. Those people should be able to have the medically necessary and required surgery to save their life. But here's the thing. Simply mutilating a girl to make her feel better about her appearance is not okay. There's a reason that plastic surgery is not legal for minors. It's not okay. If you're an adult and you decide to mutilate your body, it's your choice. As long as you pay for it, you do it. I won't stop you. This is not okay to be pushing this belief system, this ideology, this thought process on minors, on kids, on teenagers, it's not okay. And now that the federal government is pushing this and seemingly making it, attempting to make it illegal to protect children, I'm telling you, I'm afraid we're losing the culture war. I'm afraid 
that unless something changes very quickly, we will have lost the culture war. It's time for the majority of people who are sitting quietly beside, beside, ignoring all of this, saying that I have more important things to do with my life. I'm too busy to worry about this. I don't want to care about politics. I don't need to worry about it. Well, I'm calling on you to worry about it. Because whenever this is finally ended, the people who sat on the sidelines are going to tell their children and their grandchildren why they allowed the greatest atrocity since the Holocaust or slavery to take place, why they allowed it. People often ask, what did Christians say, do in Nazi Germany during the Holocaust? Many did say it was wrong. Many did try to fight back and many lost their lives for it. You can, many lost their freedom for it. You can speak to Corey Ten Boom and her family to that understanding of them trying to fight back against the tyrannical evil of their government. You can look to the people who actively operated the Underground Railroad, knowing that slavery was wrong, the abolitionists in the North who knew that slavery was morally wrong, to the founding fathers who desperately tried to end slavery so much so that they put into the Constitution when the slave trade had to end. They desperately wanted to go further, but they knew if they did, they would destroy the country before it even started. So they set a compromise in place that would inevitably end slavery. And then when that did not come to fruition quickly enough, the entire country went to war. And thousands, hundreds of thousands of people died to end this atrocity of slavery in the United States. So what are you going to tell your kids and your grandkids you did to help end this atrocity? What are you going to tell them you did to stop this insanity? Because you're going to tell them something. And I sure hope it's not telling them that you did nothing because you were too busy and life was too easy. It didn't, didn't cross your radar. It wasn't important to you. Because it better get important real fast. Why? Well, because like I said, we're already in a culture war. The president of the United States has declared that everyone who voted for Trump is a MAGA Republican, a terrorist, a threat to democracy, a threat to the nation. That they are Nazis incarnate. They are evil by their very existence. That if they open their mouths, the things they say are so evil, they must be silenced. So it's of little confusion when a man decides to kill an 18-year-old conservative 
named Callier Ellington. With his SUV, after a disagreement politically, the statement was made by this man who, after being arrested, stated that the reason he killed this 18-year-old, this teenager, the reason that he killed this man was because he was a political extremist. That this 18-year-old was a political extremist, was an extreme right-winger, was a MAGA Republican, and had to die. This man who was accused of fatally hitting the 18-year-old with an SUV is not under arrest. He's not under house arrest. And he has no curfew after posting a $50,000 bond. Shannon Brandt, 41, was released from jail after posting a $50,000 bond on September 30th after police say he fatally hit Ellington with an SUV during the early morning hours of September 18th following a street dance at a local bar in McHenry, North Dakota. The incident happened around 2.35 a.m. On September 18th, court documents show that Brandt originally fled the scene but later called 911 and told the operator that he hit Ellington because he believed that the teenager was a part of a Republican extremist group, adding that he had a political argument with Ellington. Brandt also alleged that Ellington was calling other people to come get him. Ellington was left with serious injuries and taken into a local hospital where he later died. North Dakota Highway Patrol Captain Brian Newland, Newen said there is no evidence suggesting that Ellingson was a part of a Republican extremist group or that the incident involved politics. Court documents obtained by Fox News Digital show that Brandt was not placed under house arrest and has no curfew after posting bond. Under the terms of Brandt's bail order, he cannot leave North Dakota, cannot drink alcohol, and must participate in a 24-7 sobriety group with consent test or constant testing. Brent is also not allowed to possess a firearm, destructive device, or other dangerous weapon, and cannot go within 300 feet of the Ellingson family. In another filing, a North Dakota Highway Patrol trooper said that Brent admitted to striking someone he never met with his vehicle, and then left the area. When Brent went at Brant's res- residence after the incident, police found disturbance of the dirt on the hood and front of the 2003 Ford Explorer, as well as more damage to the car. Brant is charged with criminal vehicular homicide, as well as leaving the scene of a crash involving a death after the incident. Former Assistant U.S. Attorney Nima Raman told Fox News Digital that the bond handed down to Brant is a low amount and woefully inadequate. Quote, yeah, it's a low amount, no question. Whenever you're dealing with a vehicular manslaughter case, that's low in general. A funeral for Ellingson is being held on Monday at 1 p.m. In a statement for, to Fox Digital, Brant's attorney, Mark Fries, said he wants to give the family time to grieve before issuing a statement. It would be inappropriate for me to 
comment before a family and community have been given time to grieve. It is also premature for me to do so without first closely reviewing the evidence and case background. I told you and predicted that after Biden's speech, there would be an increase in violence against conservatives, against those who believed that something as simple as protecting children from being mutilated, protecting children from sexual exploitation, and protecting families and protecting kids from the insanity of left-wing ideology. Notice I'm not saying liberal. I am very specific in what I mean. There are many liberals who I do not agree with politically on most things that are still reasonable and able to understand reality and also fear what is happening with the left. Here's the thing. Those are the people that Biden said are extremists. The mom who doesn't want a boy showering with his with her daughter a dad who doesn't want her daughter's chances at a scholarship being ruined because a boy couldn't compete with boys so he competes with girls these are the people that biden says are extreme domestic terrorists these are the people that biden has declared war on. The average, everyday American. Not the extremists themselves, of which they exist, but the average, everyday American. It's no surprise that the violence has ticked that violence will continue to grow. It's no surprise that conservatives will be targeted. I would not be surprised if churches were targeted. Symbols of conservative belief systems will be attacked physically, politically, legally, All of these things will take place because we have created a group of second-class citizens in this country, people of all walks of life, people of all colors, all beliefs, all races, all religions, all incomes brackets, people who simply want to live their life and be left alone people who want to raise their children to be good people without being told that their children have to be surgically changed to a different gender, without being told that if their kid questions anything, that they must then fully accept the child's questions and treat them as if they were an entirely different thing. People who simply want to be left alone. These are the people. These are what have been, these are who have been attacked by Biden's administration. The people who believe that it should, that you should not murder innocent children. People who believe that you should help 
expectant mothers who are terrified. You should help them to find the best course of action and to give them hope to move forward. These people are who have been attacked. I told you that a culture war was coming. Now it is here. So I ask you again, what will you tell your kids and your grandkids that you did to stop the attacks, to stop the war? What will you tell your kids and your grandkids you did to help end these atrocities? Because you're going to have to tell them something. Because history is not going to look at these atrocities and say, you know what, that was enlightened. We should go back to that. They will realize. Just like we see that electrotherapy, just like we see that leeches and bloodletting are terrible practices. One day, we will see this barbarism for what it is. Will you be ashamed of what you did to stop it? That's going to be today's episode, guys. I am, I honestly, I could not let this continue without speaking on it. So I had to say something. Now, like I said, this is the end of the show. So I wanted to remind you to like and subscribe and to comment on the YouTube video that you're watching right now. If you're not watching on YouTube, go ahead and like and subscribe and to give us a five-star review on those audio podcasts as well and let others know where to find us at zacksfactshack.com. That's the easiest place to find us. But until then, I'm your host, Zach, and this has been Zach's Fact Shack. <laughs>